You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, who's the Deputy Chairman of Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. And David, I found myself, um, I don't know, maybe unjustifiably, maybe not, I don't, just getting really, really annoyed over the last um, a few days, over the weekend, sitting down. It's a holiday in the Netherlands at the moment. It's like it's a Pentecostal weekend or something. It's not something I'm familiar with. But anyway, it's a day off today. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> and the thing is that the bars have opened and the restaurants have opened. So I went mm. across the road. Mm to my local bar. It's mm-hmm. called The Food Hallen. It's an old warehouse that's been converted into lots of so-called pop-up restaurants and bars. And I walked in and they said, sorry, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm just going to the bar. You're open today. So no, uh, if you want to go and sit, at the, you can't sit at the bar, the bars are all closed, but you can sit at a table just over there and you're like sitting in the corner, isolated. Uh, I said, no, I don't really want to do that. And he said, well, you don't have to book. You can sit outside at this table here mm-hmm. over uh, you know, 20 yards away and also sort of on its own. And I thought to myself, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'd rather sit at home mm-hmm. th- th- than do this. This is, this is, mm-hmm. not, what I'm, this is not what I'm looking for. So if mm-hmm. anyone thinks that the economy is going to bounce back and there's going to be mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15 million mm-hmm. jobs recreated mm-hmm. in the United States or America because of restaurants and bars opening up, if you look at the mm-hmm. Dutch example, it's not going to happen. Things mm-hmm. have changed, David, dramatically. Yeah, I, I, until we find a vaccine, I think people are going to be very sensitive. And this, who knows how long it's going to continue. But I think people are scared, you know, especially the patrons, the people who own the restaurant are dead scared of either being fined or I don't know what the laws are. Uh, and you have to maintain. I, I, I wish I could show you a, a picture. Mm. I mean. Describe it to uh, me. Uh, yeah, let me describe it. It's, it's, and it's, I, I don't want to, there's no criticism here. There's no, it's just simply a, um, um, highlighting what you're saying. Mm. So King David schools, the, some schools have gone back, the matrix and I think the standard sevens. And what they had was the playground. And on the playground, they had chairs there that were spaced, you know, I think a meter apart in a square. Yes. And kids would sit there. That was their break. They would sit on that chair. They weren't allowed to move mm. or I assume they weren't allowed to move or interact with each other. And each day that's their chair. You know, they'll sit there and that. Now, that is children's breaks. Now, I'm not – they have to do that. The whole purpose is to get the schooling over and they have to adhere to very, very strict rules simply because in case a kid – you know, the, the consequences of uh, a spread – but when you say it's surreal and it's not, uh, you know, I'm not criticizing the school in any way. They're doing what they can yes. and they're doing what they're expected. But it's quite, all I'm saying is it's a bizarre scene because you know what happens when, when kids get together at break. They either beat the hell out of each other or, or kick the hell out of each other. You know, they're playing soccer or doing whatever they are. Which is a perfectly normal activity for exactly. a, a young child. Exactly. And, and here, forced to sit down in a square and each class probably, uh, well, I suppose if you've got a whole school, you're going to have to have a ground for it or an area for each particular class. So it'll be impractical to, to do so. But, I mean, it's, it's a bizarre scene and, and quite sad. You know what I mean? It's, it's quite sad to see these poor little kids sitting for 15 minutes eating their sandwiches on a, 
on a chair, not allowed to go anywhere. It's unnatural, and I, I wonder what the mm. fallout will be in the future. And mm. as I've said before, there's a Generation X, and there's uh, baby boomers, and there's millennials. Mm. What are we going to call this generation that hasn't <laughs> been able to go out for six months? Because it does affect your no, uh, intellectual you. development. I think. Mm. No doubt, no doubt. For young teenagers, this is their uh, this is the time that they do develop. Yes, it's only been three or four months. And they all let, you know, getting on with Zoom. My daughter, my granddaughter in um, New York, you know, yes. met her friend. They kept their distance, but they went for a long walk together, you know, and came back. And that was their, that was their playtime, you know, that was their, they communicate all the time through phones and, you know, on, on, um, on, on, on social, social um, media. But I mean, uh, apart from that, there's not the interaction, you know. There's not the ribbing, the meeting, the playfulness. You know, that's um, and and I think they're missing out. And I feel desperately sorry for matrics. You know, people who are in matric, yeah. and in America, this is a graduation time. You know, June is when schools close in two weeks' time. This is when you graduate from matric. Your yearbook, your prom, and all of these things are such an important part of your life and of your growing up. And it's just bypassed a generation, or certainly. Uh, not a generation, a, a year. You know, there's certain kids are not going to have experienced that. So. It's yeah. very sad. sad. Yeah, I, uh, I got up this uh, morning. I'll just give an example of why I don't think that the leaders know what they're up to. Uh, um, I don't. Th I mean, they're obviously no. human beings, and I don't <laughs> think that they really know how to behave. And it makes me feel a little bit clever, actually, because I yeah. think of um, prime ministers and presidents and uh, dictators all across the world all have different views of how to handle this <sighs> crisis, and none of them are there's no sort of cohesion. And I got on. No. Uh, I got up this morning. It's a public holiday in in Netherlands. I got up and I got on the tram. They wouldn't let me on the tram because I didn't have a mask. And I said, well, when did this happen? They said, well, we, it was passed last Friday night at 7 o'clock. You have to be, you have to have a, a mask to go out, yeah. on, on, on the tram. And I said, well, that's interesting. And I, then at the same time, at 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock, all the bars opened, but you don't have to have a mask to go into a bar. So I have to have a mask to go on the tram to go to the bar where I'm allowed to take the mask <laughs> off. They don't know what they're up to, David. I'm, I'm, no, I'm actually a little bit despondent no. about this. No, I don't. Can't think of any leader that's come out on top of this. There really isn't anybody that we can feel proud of how they've handled this crisis. Um, it's been a monumental mess up, and yes. uh, I think we're going to look back in history and just see the confusion that have actually ruled us at the moment. And you can see it. You know, I, I, I've got to tell you something. I'm, I'm. I'm, I love the markets, and I, I've got to. That's my qualification. I'm glad that they're yes. up. And, and Me too. But when you look at the news behind it, I mean, it, it's astonishing. And it's up, you know, more and more commentators are coming out totally confused and not understanding. You know, even today in the news that we're seeing, the US markets are trading higher, as is the JSE. But I mean, if you think of the United States, what a monumental mess up it is. Just what's happening there. A lot of it is, of course, uh, old issues that are coming, uh, you know, to the top or, or coming to the surface. But also, I think a huge frustration on behalf of people not knowing what's next. Are they going to get their jobs back or not? I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving my own take on it because 
I think there's there's huge uncertainty, and that's manifest manifesting itself in this these these outcry, these riots. I do think, David, like that, that a lot of a lot, a lot of people. I mean, Mr. Mr. Trump put out a tweet saying eighty eighty percent of the people that were agitators in Minneapolis and St. Paul, the Twin Cities, uh, in the first couple of days of the fallout from George Floyd, who was who was Floyd, murdered. Yeah. I mean, blatantly murdered on air on oh, live yeah. television. Well, it wasn't live, but um, anyway, it was it was videotaped on video. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a it's a clean cut case. Nine yeah. minutes on yeah. his neck. He 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 was a he was a dead man. He was murdered. Uh, but I do think people took advantage of that. But it wasn't eighty percent of people coming in and taking advantage of it. I do believe that what it did was opened old wounds because there is a history of yeah. uh, violence of white policemen on black people in the United States over a couple of decades and and even beyond and yeah it's it, it at the I'm same time you've got you've got, COVID, not, uh, yeah. you've got covid-19 you've got unemployment yeah, exactly. you've got every, yeah. you've, you've got everything mm, else so of mm, course it's mm. a powder keg people will take yeah. advantage but i do think most of the people that are that started the protests do it with genuine good intent uh, no i'm not going to argue but I'm saying it's a whole range of issues that is causing this, you know, is, is, is causing the explosions that we're seeing. And and the point that I was getting to is that you've got no leader. Mm. You know, you've got a leader who only speaks, who just engenders so much hate amongst everybody. Mm. He doesn't talk for the nation. He talks for his supporters, which are about 40% of, of the total nation. So who's speaking for the 60%? Who's there? You know, that's, that, that's the danger of, of where we are at the moment. There's no one bringing everybody together and trying to solve these issues. Um, it's, it's, it's the complete opposite. And that's, that's, what, you know, that's, that's what frightens me. And, I mean, if you look at the you, – you've got, you've got a similar incident in, in UK, I mean, with Boris Johnson over this Dominique Cummings. Dominique Cummings. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. And, and, I mean, he's handled it terribly. It is embarrassing. He's just brushed to the side and saying, uh, well, I, you know, just pushing it under the table and too bad. And uh, so he's, he's there. I don't know what's happening in Europe. You know, it seems to be more stabilized, stable than anything else. But then you've got the China issue as well. <laughs> and uh, a lot of tensions there. So wherever we look and, and I look at the market, say, okay, well, Fine. S and P. I don't know what again. you're seeing. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, well, well, I, whatever it is, maybe we're money, reading this that's, wrong. That's the thing. I mean, I'm looking at the S and P. It was down three quarters of a percent this morning, uh, maybe seven mm. eight hours ago. It's now mm. it's now up 0.2 percent. Nobody mm. cares. The, the world's largest democracy and the most powerful nation economically in the world is burning. There's 12, 13 mm. cities that have got some lockdowns, not a coronavirus, a coronavirus or COVID-19 yeah. lockdowns. They've got, um, what's the word called? Um, uh, curfews in place. Curfews, yeah. Yeah. How can you have well, that? Well, yeah. I mean, what do you think? I mean, mm-hmm. people, you know, people talk about the S-hole countries uh, in, in Africa, but we don't have curfews. This is America, and there are curfews. <laughs> people are not allowed to be on the street after 8 o'clock. It's, mm. it's an absurd situation. Well, yeah. uh, anyway. Well, why we say that is that it's, it's hard to reconcile where markets are that no one cares about it. Gold's barely reacting. You know, the, everything's just the same. So, yeah. um, let's see, I don't, maybe we're missing out. Maybe we, 
we're too involved. We're too involved or too too news conscious. I don't know what it is, but uh, I find it very peculiar. And um, you know, that's I, listen from my own point of view, from a personal point of view, and for the clients that I manage. You're happy. Uh, we're in good shape. We're in. We're happy. Good. But I have to look at the news every day, and I have to make decisions. That's the whole thing. I have to make calls. You know, do you understand? You know, every day you say to me, you look at the news and say, should I adjust the compass or should I adjust my, you know, bearings? Do I have to do anything? And it just keeps getting better and better. The FTSE is up one and a quarter percent. I think the CAC is up one and a half percent. You know, the European market's up. Mm. And I say, okay, we're doing okay. Now, should I do anything? Well, let's wait until tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, worse news comes out and the markets go up. You say, all right, well, let's wait. As a fellow broadcaster, Nick Kunze, um says, <laughs> whenever we speak to him, he says, just trade what you see on the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't worry about yeah. Trump. Don't worry about I, President it, Xi. Don't worry about riots in Philadelphia or um, Minnesota or Washington. Just trade what you see on the screen until otherwise advised. And I think that's good advice. You know, it, it is good advice. But on the other hand, on the other hand, you've got the opposite. <laughs> And the opposite comes in some of the results that we're getting today. And I looked at Standard Bank, and, uh, you, know, you know, I mean, I looked at what they had to say. Bitvest came out with similar statements. Mm. I look at the absolute pounding that our financial shares have taken. Yes. I mean, they've been battered. And, and, and then I was talking earlier on to uh, – Koki Koyman was on a show with me, and uh, he was a guest – and he was talking. He and, used to be Coronation. Um, Where is he now? He's at Dinka. He's uh, no, no. He was at he was at Sunlam, and he broke away. I mean, it's still owned by Sunlam. But, but he used to be Coronation because I used to phone him up and, and I'd Did love you? to say, um, "This is Koki Koyman from Coronation." I love the alliteration of the the three. Uh, uh, what? The, the three <laughs> I know season Koki, I, didn't, I can't remember that period. I remember yes. Neutral. I remember his Sunlam, and I remember Dinka. Mm. And it could have been Coronation, Sunlum, Denka, but he's. I think he was. Cookie, Cookie covers 300 different shares that they look at around the world, and he was talking about financials. Yeah. But I, and I listened to him, and he says, you know, literally they're the cheapest they've ever been in terms of wherever you look, in terms of uh, whatever measures you use. And yet I look at our bank shares, and I, I want to give you um, – I just want to give you some numbers I took out because I was a bit nervous about it. And I'm saying this is the opposite of what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about markets keep going up. And then you've got the other side where I look at where I look at Standard Bank. Now, if you had invested in Standard Bank – and I'm giving total return, okay, because the dividends are quite big in banks. They're quite juicy. And therefore, I have to build them in if I'm looking over five years. So I'm not only looking at price, I'm looking at dividends plus share performance. Okay. Now, if you bought Standard Bank, you're down 3.7% per annum for the last five years. So every year you're losing 3.7%. And, in, and inflation uh, was probably 5 to 6% average. You, you, you can put exactly. So you're 10% okay. in the hole, in other words. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I'm saying if you want to, sometimes I use the dollar, I convert it to dollars to give that kind of measure. So – Standard Bank down 3.7. APSA 7.9. Remember, I'm going to say it again. This is with dividends. Mm -hmm. uh, Net Bank minus 11% per annum. So five years. Yeah, Capitec's the only one that's come out okay. That's up about 13% per annum. Watch Investec down 9.9%. Yeah. 
and 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 first ran minus point ten. I think I think you're right. Although everyone's arguing in the sense that I think they're going to come under quite a bit of pressure, but uh, they seem to you know put a good story across. And and the other thing is, and and I you know I never talk about Sassman. I mean I work there and I'm not involved in management. I just do my own thing. Your share price, uh, by the that, way, as you mentioned, Sassman is up three and a half percent on my screen because you've withdrawn your cautionary announcement. You can't tell us about that, of course. I, no, I can. What happens is the share price is up three and a half percent after being down about eight percent on Friday. Yes. So and and eleven. I don't know what what's happened. And and I look at it and I said, this is a business that Roland Sassoon started. You know, I mean, many years ago he listed in 1987, yeah. and he worked hard and it's got a good name in the market. It, it fills a special niche, and you can buy it for 470 million. The whole company. That's what our market cap is. in dollars? Just work better in dollars. Well, divided by by, by twenty. I haven't got it. <laughs> well, divided by seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. So it's twenty million dollars or something. I don't know. Yeah. Small Maybe. change, isn't it? Yeah. It's a small change. But is it, it and, is a and, good company, as you quite say. It, well, it, it, it goes solid, about its I business in yeah. a dignified way. I think mm. it's never going to. You're not going to go to a dinner party and say, "By the way, have you heard about Sassfin?" But on the other hand, you're not going to go somewhere and say, "You're going to lose your money in Sassfin because it's always going to be no. a steady performer." Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. And how how they're doing now, I have absolutely no idea, and nor am I going to comment. But mm. all I'm pointing out is this is a share price where at fourteen fifty, this you know a few years ago, uh, they sold out twenty five percent to Whiphold, and, and I assume Whiphold, which is an empowerment company, did their homework, and you know they sold it out at fifty rand a share, which Whiphold thought was a good price. And you know it's now fourteen fifty. I'm just illustrating what's happened over the last few years in this economy and you know also in the stock market. So that's the opposite side. So while you're getting tech shares doing their thing and you're getting markets that are uh, very very strong globally and and holding up, you've got this phenomena here where South Africa has been written down to zero. What you're saying no, is there's that, been a wholesale that, there's been a wholesale mm. destruction of wealth in certain areas yep. of the JSC Securities yep. Exchange yep. and also the South African yeah. economy. There have been some exactly. brilliant opportunities, and if you've been clever and put as much as you can legally overseas, uh, then you've you've done very well. But on the other hand, if you've stuck to your guns, like certain. Uh, yeah. Can I say? Managers. Can I be? Yeah. Certain managers yeah. have said, "No, I'm going to stick mm. to South Africa. South Africa's going to yeah. do well." You know, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, you've you've just lost money. Whether it be inflation-wise, inflation-linked, rand-linked, whatever it is, you have lost a fortune by yep. sticking with South yep. Africa. Exactly, absolutely right. Does it come right? I can't make that call because the market's saying no. You know, that's what the market says to me. You know, if we're going to go with Nick's theory, you know what I mean, yeah. and say just trade what's in front of you. This is. This is really, really harsh, and and it doesn't apply to Sassman. I just used it as an example. I understand, you know, and and and. Uh, but if you look at first, you look at Investec. I mean, Investec's been written down to nothing. You know, it's 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 really it's uh, the combined value of Investec, Investec, PLC, Investec Limited, and ninety one. You know, I I don't know what it comes to thirty forty billion. You know, from where it was uh, a few years ago. What was so, it, 150? I, 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 maybe 120, I don't know, 130 at its day. I don't know what it was. But uh, Maybe this is the opportunity of a lifetime, David. 
you, you know, you know, someone asked me that story this morning, and and uh, someone asked a question around that, and I said, you know what I would do, and I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a derivative trader, so it's probably worth buying options. You know, take an option, take a call option on banks, and take a call option on uh, property shares. That's it, you know. If you want to, you don't have to go and commit yourself and buy the shares. You take a uh, an option or buy a warrant, as they used to be, for a few years, whatever it is. I don't know the pricing. And that gives you the gearing if there is outside, you know, if there is upside. If there's not, well, you just write off the cost of the I option. I think you're six months ahead of your time or the person that you were speaking to is mm. six months ahead of their time. I Maybe. always have really, really good ideas. And when I have the good idea, I invest in the good idea. And then a year later, I've lost my money. And then two years later, they say, I said to you, look, I told you. I told you that was going to happen. Don't, don't, I think it's a little bit early to do that. But it is going to happen I think so. eventually. But that's why I'm doing that. You know, That's why I'm saying I'm not buying the shoes. I say, if you feel that absolute urge to do it, then um, I would buy an option. Maybe you can get the options cheaper here and they can be very, you know, I, it, to be honest, Lindsay, I wouldn't even know where to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wouldn't even know where to go to buy them or um, I don't know if we're allowed to. I can point to, you in a know. couple of directions. Mm. Um, uh, but we but can't I'd love to, I'd we love can't to do price them. Mm. Yeah, I know. I'd love to price them and, 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 and look into it and say, okay, I'm prepared to – I'm prepared to buy some options on these. You know, if I'm going to stay in index, South Africa. Yeah, the, volatility, mm. uh, the volatility index has gone from 80% down now into the into the 20s again. And that is what the, mm. the, the pricing structure of an option is based upon, how much volatility mm. there is. So you can buy cheap calls and cheap puts at the moment because the, when the market goes up, everyone's happy and there's no volatility. It's going up and up and up every single day. Uh, but we'll talk about this. Maybe we should mm. have a chat with a derivatives trader one day, you and I. Well, um, does Nick know anything? I mean, was no, he, he just nothing, a pretty no. boy? Is he a pretty boy? No, he knows oh, Not even pretty? No, no. <laughs> talking about pretty. He's put on two stones since... <laughs> since <laughs> he's a blob of a man. He's <laughs> fatter than me. Um, sorry, Nick. I know you're listening. Um, Standard Bank came out with a voluntary trading statement yep. and mm. Uh, mm. for the six months ended 30th of June. Great company, great bank, biggest bank in South Africa, share price down around about 4%. What did you see there? Because to me, it's very simple. A bank takes money from people and then lends it yep. to other people, and mm. you can drive a bus through the mm. the buying and the selling. Ah, there aren't any what people. What you don't know is they gear it. Yeah. So if you put a if you put a rand of capital in, yes. Okay, this is where then this is where the worry comes. So you put a you you put a one for every one rand of capital or deposit they receive, they can lend out eight times that amount. Okay. What does that mean? So, Sorry, explain that. So, so if you put ten thousand dollars in a deposit there, yes, you know, together with their capital is really the buffer, is the margin of safety. So you you put ten thousand deposit in, they can lend out eighty thousand rand. Okay, they don't lend out ten thousand rand; they can lend out. They gear that. Who and do they use the in order to uh, to gear it up eight times? Who do so they use? They, they use lend... another bank, or, or what? What do they? No, do? no, no, no. That's 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 the rules. So okay. of course, you know that's that's what they. So therefore, they've got eight times the risk. You know that's why you uh, there's always a danger when there's a run on banks. But you see, because they build up such a huge 
deposit base that it's unlikely that everybody's going to fail at the same time and so on. But when the companies start failing, that's when the issues are. You know, that, that, that's where um, they have to continually, um, you know, they have to bulk up their capital as well. And they measured also on, uh, you know, the, the loans, the loan book and so on. And uh, what I'm getting at is that they take eight times the risk of a depositor, you know, so the risks are high in a bank. And uh, they they normally well managed and they manage their books pretty well. Yes. But when you get a period like this, this is where it, you know, it, it, it can start to hurt. Am I and being simple, David? Worry. Am I being too uh-huh. simple by saying, okay, a bank, a bank takes money from people. Yeah. And if people don't have money, then they can't give money to the bank and therefore the bank can't loan it out to other people mm. at a bigger mm. margin. And when I see the following statement from Standard Bank today, it says here, shareholders are advised that the outlook for the 12 months period ending mm. 31st of December 2020 continues to deteriorate. In sub-Saharan mm. Africa, the human impact of the COVID-19 pandemic is growing. Standard Bank recognizes the need to flatten the curve and it puts that in inverted commas. I had absolutely no idea why they meant, had to mention flatten the curve. We will continue to prioritize the safety and well-being of our employees, etc., etc. What it's basically saying is that people are not transacting <laughs> with us, and they're not no. going to for the next no. six months. Uh-uh. Exactly. That's your danger. Your danger is, and that's where that's where you're right when you say you're six months ahead of your time. This could go longer than the market thinks. You know, you know what I mean? I'm, uh, we're we're building in a very short time. What they're saying, no, this could be longer, and therefore the That's provisions why they're not we have dividends, to make, mm, the provisions we have to make against those loans yes. are going to be much greater than uh, you think. You know, we've made provisions for one year, but the accounting standards mean that we have to look ahead, and we have to make protection. We have to protect ourselves against that as well. So um, that's that's why I think banks are trading at the kind of low levels that they are at the moment. You know, people are projecting forward and and very concerned about what they might see this year and the next year and so on. Yes, they they forecast eight and a half percent drop in the in our South African economy. That's huge. You know, for a country that's already in. I recession. think it's conservative, personally, but anyway, uh, go on. I think so. Mm. I think so. I think that El, that Elmer Elmer Mulman's views, yes. uh, but I think I think I think you're right. You know, I, I think it's uh, conservative, but but it's 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 a worrying, very worrying prospect. So, um, what you know, what do you do? Um, what do you do with Standard Bank? Do you buy them now? That's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not ready yet. If I had to, I'd buy an option. But you're dead right in saying you don't have to do it now. Wait six months. Yeah, don't have to do it. Bidvest, Bidvest came out with a trading update for the six, uh, sorry, 10 months. Why did they do that? Uh, 10 months. Well, that, that, they're the end of, of April, June. And trading statement share price down yeah. nearly 5%. Bidvest, mm. you're close to that. Same company. thing. Mm. Same thing. You know, they remember they, they had to write off Comair. So they had to take punishment there. Adcock Ingram is also down one of their holdings. They have to provide against that. And, uh, of course, the operating companies are SA Inc. That's it. Uh, Don't you question SA management Inc. there? I mean, I know you've been close to Bidvest no. and, uh, and, mm. and, and the spin-off. Don't you say to yourself, well, investing in an airline and in Adcock Inc., I mean, it's a great company. I mean, I, I buy their products. <laughs> I think I had one of their paracetamols earlier today, actually. Uh, but the point mm. is that 
do you question management sometimes mm. when it comes to when you look at the books and you say <laughs> Comair has really stuffed you up why did you have to get into that company it's a great company it's got this long track record but on the other hand mm. have a look at the history of uh, of airlines, airlines. and, and mm. whether they make money or whether they don't make money i mean there's there's an old story that says the only way to make money out of airlines is to buy property around the airport itself <laughs> never mind the <laughs> airline Mm. Don't you think it was a and, bit and, arrogant and to get into it? I don't. I don't look. They had a very proud history at Comé. They were very well run. Mm. Uh, but where you're right is that it's it's an oil price. <laughs> you know, you don't know from one day to the next what the oil price is going to be. That's your biggest expense. And then also you're buying these hefty blooming vehicles. You know that that don't cost a few rand. I mean, and you've got to modernise them all the time. You've got to keep them up to date. Um, it's, 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 you know, what's interesting is, is, um, yeah. if you follow the airline industry and I like Airbus, I like to follow it. I mean, we've been hurt terribly now because of what's happened to them, but it's Are you a an investor in Airbus, by the way. I am. I am. And I've held on to them. Okay. I held on to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's, it's, it's a small holding. And when I say a small holding, I'm well diversified. I'm talking for clients. But where we've had it, we've, we're holding on because I think they'll come back. But what's very interesting about that is, you know, they're scrapping the, the, the big 380. The A380, And the yes, reason it's is the A380, it's, it will – and why? And it's a beautiful aircraft, but it's got four mm -hmm. engines. It's got four engines, which means that you want to – the airlines today want to swap for the more efficient two, two, you know, two, two engines because you chew less gas. By that, and also the this is the bodies today are made of carbon fibers and that the Dreamliner, etc., much more efficient. So even though oil prices are low, you save an enormous amount by by flying modern aircraft, which allows you to pass on much lower costs or or sell your tickets lower. And that's I know South African Airways is trying to resurrect itself now. There's a whole plan. The government's going to put more money in. Yeah, um, really. You know, and and you want to compete today. I know that we will get travel back. It might not be this year. It will come back eventually. But when you do that, if you haven't got a modern feet, fleet, you're out the game. You know, that includes everything. And can you imagine the toilets now, Lindsay? What do you mean? Hey, you, can I imagine no, the I toilets? No, I mean in the aircraft, you know, in an aircraft. Okay. You can't have those old stinky toilets anymore. You've got to have modern ones that, uh, <laughs> you know, are properly hygiene. Not, I don't, I don't want to criticize criticize the airlines but uh um they've got to change the whole way mm. Mm. i can't i'd have to say something i don't want to get too graphic here but a day before i go on a long haul flight i don't eat because i don't want to go because yeah, you toilet. don't want to go to the toilet yeah. i really don't I understand that i know no i know they are they can't do that anymore mm. you know they can't do anymore <laughs> number one the space <laughs> so so but David, I was shocked. I mean, Air France KLM, mm. which is the biggest European airline after Lufthansa, I think, uh, Air France scrapped their whole A380 fleet. Mm. They announced mm. it 10 days ago. They said, mm. we were going to phase it out from 2022, but because mm -hmm. of what's happening now with the complete uh, collapse of air travel, mm. they've, they've, they've scrapped their whole fleet of A380s. Yeah. I mean, these things cost $400 million, for goodness mm. sake. Yeah. Is that extraordinary? It is. I don't know who, who, where the carrying cost comes and how they're going to replace it. Deutsche Bank, but, hopefully. Uh, Deutsche. <laughs> 
but they will go for more economical aircraft or, and 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 uh, certainly more modern ones. It's not not that the and can you imagine SAA? You know what we've got? Oh, you've got things well, there from the nineteen sixties. I mean the, these things. <laughs> the, the, I mean the seven four sevens. No, those have been scrapped. Yeah, but, they were scrapped uh, ages ago. They, but even the A three eighty, the sorry, the A three twenties and the A three forties. Then they are mm. so old. Three forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a there's a new one that they have to. They, well, they have to bring in new aircraft. So I'm saying, if they're going to get, if they want to compete, they're going to have to change a whole whole fleet. And I think it's going to be. I think all the airlines now, as they compete for a tourist, are going to have to be a lot more efficient and a lot more, you know, offer completely different hygiene and services. I'm supposed to go to Greece in September, uh, David. I've, I've won a bet. Oh, I've, got a a, I've got a free week weekend in, in Greece, and um, I've got a choice of going to Amsterdam Airport and queuing for four hours and getting my temperature taken and all sorts of different things. Um, I've been probed by different medical professionals <laughs> and everything. Or I can either I can get in a car. It'll take me three days to get there, and I get a ferry from the south of Italy down to Greece. And you know what? I think I'll actually go for the route that doesn't involve flying in the air because I don't trust the airlines. I don't trust mm. that they've maintained their aircraft over the last few months. I'm going to get in a car and I'm going to do it that way. And I think the, the world of travel has changed as well. I don't mm. know about you. Mm. Well, it, well it's, uh, more and more people are uh, are driving now. Yes. I think in the United States, I've been watching the motor, the distributorships and you know those trading companies, the online trading companies, in motor vehicles have been very popular, and people are doing that. You know, they they rather driving somewhere than 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 flying. You know, taking these trips, road trips. A lot of movies have been made about those road trips, but uh, that's what you know. That's what they're doing. So like trains it's the much well. safer option. Trains mm. are much much um, more, mm. more fun. Um, David, uh, let's have a look at uh, what else has happened on the JSC today. We've spoken about a couple of trading updates from. Um, Notably from from Standard Bank, anything else you've noticed? I, that's look. It's it's um, we're up today. I mean, we're better, and a lot of it came from uh, from China. You know, on because Trump didn't do anything dramatic, or so far hasn't uh, um, hasn't sounded off at China. I know China. There's still a bit of tension because China have withdrawn the purchase of certain farming products. I don't know what comes next. This is. We've been here before, but uh, mm. um, U.S. markets are still up. We're, 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 we're holding. I'm just trying to look at the top end of our market. Most of those are up, so your process and your NASPESs are up on the back of that. And because U.K. is up, British American Tobacco and ABM Bev are all better, mm. the, the resource shares are doing up. So it's holding us up. But if you go beyond that, banks still under pressure, despite the fact that we think they're incredibly cheap. Investix lost more ground today. It's down. It's not down a lot dramatically, but it has been under pressure. Standard Bank is down quite significantly. EPSA, uh, NetBank, all, all all taking a bit of strain. Strangely, um, Capitec is holding up. But um, you know, apart from that, it's it's. I'm just trying to look at the values today because I wonder if there has been any. You know, what the yeah, 14 billion is nothing. We're at five o'clock. Mm. 10 to 5, 14 billion. It's nothing. Well, there's a few holidays uh, around because of the uh, certain religious um, observances yeah. uh, in Europe. I mean, it's a holiday in the Netherlands, for example. So I know. But anyway, um, the other thing that I uh, just wanted to sort of close on is that 
I saw this chap on CNN. I watched CNN because they hate Trump, and I'm also not a fan of his. And so, so I sort of leaned towards it. But there was a very uh, articulate medical professional on CNN today, and he was saying that he was quite a young chap. He was in his late 40s, early 50s or something. And he, he's, he said that he's noticed amongst his uh, friends and circles and uh, medical professional circles as well, he had noticed a mild form of psychosis because of the because of the lockdown and it wasn't uh, people that were previously uh, vulnerable to being um, uh, to being put upon by what we're going through he <laughs> says it was young professionals yeah with kids and everything uh-huh. he said he was feeling depressed himself and and people are starting to go uh-huh. let's let's put it uh, politely uh-huh. going a bit mad Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that at no. all with any of your uh, yeah. circle? I, I, I can imagine it's, um, you know, people start to feel it because you're surrounded by, you, you know who I feel sorry for? There are a couple of chaps that work for me, two young bachelors. Oh, yeah. And they've been on their own for eight weeks. You mean they How can't go out and term? find partners? They can't go out, can't do anything. You know, to sit there in a, by yourself, eventually you have to go mad. You know, what do you do? You, you're eating three meals by yourself. You might go and buy something in the shop that you're outing. Um, I bumped into on Saturday morning. I was running and I saw a couple there. And I, uh, the chap was, uh, you know, obviously finished his training. And I said, oh, you're a personal trainer. He says, no, this is the only way we can meet. They won't allow my girlfriend into my complex. Oh. You know, they won't allow her in. So when I go running, we run together. You know, we go for a run together. That's That's our relationship and then when they finish exercise say goodbye and that's it you know and that's it's it's got to tell on you i mean after you know, a week or two it's fine but after a long time i mean it's it's it, it does play on you um, yeah it does I'm, I'm holding my sanity there just about yeah, because you've you've been through it all before. You've been through yeah. world wars and <laughs> cold wars, world wars. But no, but I'm I'm serious. I did, this chap genuinely yeah. said that yeah. he was getting depressed himself. He was worried about the future of his children, and he says that uh, in in his practice, he saw people that were showing signs of psychosis, mm. which I think is quite yeah. disturbing for future mm. generations. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm going. No, mad. of course. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, David, thank you very much for your analysis, the extended analysis. That's David Shapiro. He's the Deputy Chairman of Sassman Securities in Johannesburg, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.